Hey everyone, welcome to Impact Marketer. Today's guest is founder of the Essence Muse web design agency, creator of Design Biz Mastery Summit, the leading design biz virtual summit. Recently going from zero to 2,200 email subscribers with their summit, previously working on million dollar campaigns, now making transformational leaders, light workers, and visionary entrepreneurs look like a million bucks. Going from a senior creative director of 10 years to successfully pursuing entrepreneurship on her own. Having, having been featured in Voyage LA and the Philippines Magazine International, Migrating here when she was nine, now owning a six-figure agency. She's a creative designpreneur to be reckoned with and a friend I consider an inspiration. Please help me in welcoming Donna Agnes. <laughs> Thank you for that intro. Wow. Yeah, well deserved. <laughs> awesome, Donna. So happy to have you here. Um, Thank you for so, having me. <laughs> all right, Donna. Um, so you had, you know, about 10 years of experience as uh, a senior creative director what was what was that like and and why did you want to leave it to pursue entrepreneurship yeah sure first of all that career was such a blast um i got to uh design campaigns and websites for um movies for movie studios like disney warner brothers um lionsgate paramount sony like you know we really uh got to um to be part of the behind the scenes behind all those like amazing campaigns and being a part of that was so uh, like I just felt very um, fortunate and also like to be in the forefront of that industry was really exciting. Um, we were one of the leading uh, um, creative agencies in that space. Um, I actually, when I started that job, um, and that was like, yeah, in the beginning of the 10-year journey, we started off in a garage, and there was like seven of us. And then like 10 years later, there was like 70 people <clears throat> in the company, and we were like in a big building. And it, it was really awesome to see the company grow and to be a part of that growth and to also contribute to that growth, you know? So um, I think that's where I learned to become a leader and um, to, you know, um, be able to mentor the other designers was uh, to me was one of the most fulfilling parts of my role uh, was to see other, you know, our, our team like succeed and be part of the journey too, like um, towards our growth. So uh, all that was amazing. And not to mention all the perks, like we got to see the movies before they went out to theaters. And um, sometimes we got to go to the movie premieres. Um, you know, there was, there was, and I love movies, you know, I mm -hmm. love entertainment, I love movies. So that was a lot of fun. Um, but then, you know, I turned 30. <laughs> and that was when I started to question, um, where I was supposed to be because at that time I had already been in that company for like nine years and um, I was just, you know, I was just starting to feel like it was the same thing again and again. It was like, yeah, a movie would come out and then it was, you know, not, it was not that it was the same formula, but like I just started to realize, you know, what is the meaning of all this? <laughs> You know, and when you turn uh, 30 in that age is like considered the golden age or I don't forget what people call it, but it is mm -hmm. the age when you start questioning your life and what you're meant to do in the world. And I did that like so hard. <laughs> I dove into that question so hard and um, and I was longing to feel authentic um, again because because, you know, 
like when you start feeling like a robot or you stop feeling like you're doing the same thing, um, you don't see the value in what you do anymore and you don't see how you're growing. And I think that was the biggest thing too, was I didn't, I, I felt like I wasn't growing, um, you know, both uh, professionally and even spiritually. I feel like spiritually I was growing outside of my job, but when I was at my job, there was no, it, it wasn't a space for me to express all of the things I was learning about, you know, my personal development um, and all of that. It was just like, I felt like I was two different people. Um, I would come to work and be one person and I would go home and I would like explore all these ways that I'm growing, but there was no way for me to align the two. And so I just felt so, um, yeah, there was a huge misalignment and I felt lost. I didn't know who I was. And then I uh, started diving into um, online entrepreneurship. I started taking online courses. I just started to explore like what else is there for me? You know, like what am I really meant to do? And through that, I discovered, you know, a whole new world and it was so exciting. Um, I've, you know, like I discovered Brendan Burchard and Marie Forleo and Marisa Morgatroyd, like, you know, all these people that I still look up to today. And um, I realized I was like, oh, my God, you know, like I want to be an entrepreneur <laughs> and and I've taken all their courses and I was like, I can do this. <laughs> and um, um, so eventually, you know, I take, it, it, it took me up to a year to like finally have the courage to leave my job. It was really hard because it was a part of me for a long, long time. And I remember when I left my job because I had such close relationships with every single person on the team. Um, I, and it was such a shock to everyone that, um, that I, um, was leaving. So like I took every single person aside and I was like, look, this is what I'm going to do. And I just want to say goodbye. And it was really hard for me. It was so, it was so scary. It was really hard. And I remember coming home after the last day of working there and I opened my apartment door and I just fell to my knees. <laughs> um, and I cried, uh, like on the floor and I just felt so free, but so afraid at the same time, <laughs> you know, but I knew that I wanted to stay true to who I was and what my heart wanted to do. And so to this day, you know, I look back at that moment and, you know, I, I'm, I'm really proud of myself for doing that because that was, that was a really scary thing, you know, to leave a stable job with, with you know, a, amazing salary, all those benefits and all those perks. I mean, like, you know, people thought it was crazy. <laughs> um, and they're probably right. But, um, but yeah, I don't regret it. You know, I've, I am the person I am today because, because of that journey. So what'd you do about that fear? You know, let me tell you that fear comes up time and time again, <laughs> because as you grow, uh, with every level, there's always like, you know, there there's always new challenges and there's always something new to fear. But at that time, I was just so distracted by my new journey that even though I had the fear, I was very excited. And I think I focused on the possibilities. I focused on like what could happen. And um, yeah, and I just didn't, I, I tried not to, to focus on the fear because if, if I did, I probably would have gone back to my job, 
you know, and, and I like, and I did a few times I had to be very practical and I realized, holy shit, I shouldn't have left like that fast. You know, I should have saved up more money. I should have done this. So I had to like, um, uh, you know, go back for like, like work at home, but freelance for them for like a few hours a week, you know? So the fear really came from not feeling stable and I didn't really feel the the impact or not the impact but like I didn't fully feel the fear until I you know my my foundation under me was like was rocky so um it wasn't so much the fear of like failing it was more like holy shit I just want to make sure I'm able to pay my bills (laughs) because 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 when because when you don't have money coming in you know um, especially when you're just starting off, you know, you're not going to have consistent income. And so that's something I didn't think about. <laughs> um, big lesson learned, you know, um, when you don't have a consistent income coming in and you're just trying to build your business, you know, it's hard to operate from that level, you know, of excellence when you're building a business. Like you can't bring your best when you're building a business, when you're stressed about paying your rent. And so, um, you know, and that's really where the fear came in. But other than that, you know, I I was just kind of like, like, like ignorant, <laughs> to be honest. I was just like so naive, I, you know. But at the same time, I'm really glad I was because if I knew the you know the real challenges that you know would come up in the future, I probably would have done. I would have probably you know just stayed longer at my job and not have taken that leap of faith. And so there's pros and cons with that decision. You know, I'm glad that I was naive, but at the same time, um, I know I've, I could have, I could have um, planned better, but you don't know that stuff, you know, and nobody told me that <laughs> at that yeah. time. Now I would tell myself, you know, wait a little longer um, and build your business as while you're at your job. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's what I tell people now. Yeah. That's what I advise people to do. You gotta hustle. That's the real hustle is when you have to juggle a full time job and building your business. And I respect people who can do that. You know, and I respect people who can take a leap of faith too, you know, as long as um as long as you know it's gonna be hard fucking work and you have to hustle and juggle a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I was just gonna ask you, but I think you kind of made some good points of like, okay, so you were unsatisfied at your job. Um take some online courses and then boom, like business. Was that easy? Like, <laughs> Cause that's what's sold when you buy these courses, I guess. Well, you know, back then, I think this was like around 2012, 2013. Cause I left my job at the end of 2013. So I was taking courses like for like a whole year. And what that, you know, and the, to me at the time it was, it was still brand new and people were teaching courses at that time, but that was like when people were selling like 2000 courses, like hotcakes. And at the time, because I had a job, I was able to afford them, you know? And so I took a few of them at the same time. (laughs) And what it it did for me was it kind of showed me the possibilities. And so, um, you know, no, it wasn't easy. And I don't recommend people to leave their jobs just because they took a course, you know, you have to really implement what, you know, what you learn from these courses before you leave your job. And, um, to me, it's just, I, I've, I took the leap of faith because 
I just was just so unhappy, you know, that was just like the reality of it. I just didn't feel like I was myself. I, I felt like I was faking the funk and I just couldn't take it anymore. It was really painful going to work, feeling like a different person. Um, but that was also because I was going through such um, um, a really rapid, you know, spiritual and personal development developmental growth at that time mm -hmm. so it was a combination of all those variables that made me like say ah fuck it you know i kind of like i had an identity crisis and i had to do something about it <laughs> do you think your 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 development of your spirituality like was the catalyst for you getting into business like entrepreneurship yeah i feel like it is a huge catalyst for that um and because i'm so big on living the most authentic life that i can live um it's one of my my values it's one of the you know the reasons why i i dive into like you know the un a lot of uncomfortable situations so that i could be challenged and and grow is because um i want to honor my spiritual path my spiritual growth and so um at that time again like because i was I, I was learning all these things and i was going to work and i couldn't have conversations with my coworkers about it you know i felt alone and isolated um um and and that's one of the reasons why i had to make that change what would you tell someone that is interested in spirituality but they just don't know, know where to start and they're also feeling alone because no one else around them is in that space yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. First of all, you know, there's so many different types of um, spiritual paths, you know, I mean, it could be a religion you follow or like for me at that time, it was like um, I was learning um, about love attraction and I was learning about um, um, you know, being self-sufficient and taking ownership of my life. Um, you know, whatever your journey may be, um, you know, it's, it's, it's always a difficult thing when you are conditioned to be someone and you feel like you're shifting inside and you don't know which path to follow. And that takes a lot of time. So I would just suggest to people to, to take time and not, you know, not to make drastic decisions like I did. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, to really listen and maybe to seek support. Like at that time I was going to like, you know, different group meetings and stuff like that. My best friend and I were going through a similar um, transition and journey. And so I had her to confide in, you know, just, um, just reach out to people. Um, especially if you feel like, you're, you know, you're, you, if you're going through it on your own, there's also a lot of groups online. Nowadays, there's a lot of Facebook groups. Um, and I'm a part of a lot of those Facebook groups now where you can have these kind of conversations. Um, because, you know, I don't think we're ever alone whenever we go through something. There's always somebody out there, you know, going through a similar, similar challenges. So it's just up to you to reach out to people. Mm, that's very true and what were because you're you know you obviously had a, a ton of design experience at your old job um but going into your agency like did that those skills translate directly or did you have to relearn 
um, those skills essentially to work with your ideal clients? Oh yeah, that's such a good question because um, I had to learn a lot of new skills. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, I went to design school, earned a degree, and I had a ten-year career. You know, um, an amazing career as a designer, but I had to learn so many not just like new design skills but obviously entrepreneurship itself is like a whole new game and and you know being an employee for 10 years like I had to learn all of that but in terms of design skills um like I knew photoshop I knew illustrator and um I'm gonna date myself a little bit here but you know at the time we were using flash a lot and it was it, it was you know one of our yeah, it was like our bread and butter was like, like creating flash websites and flash ads, you know, and uh, I really loved animating. I loved editing videos. Like we would put, we would like create mini trailers and we'd put them in like these ads. And we had these things called rich ads where like, like the, the video would like pop up and like kind of surprise you on the screen. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I had like all those skills and then I also had like, um, um, creative director skills. So that, that in particular came in handy a lot when it came to managing my own design team. So that wasn't a problem. It was more of like, you know, the skills that I could, that I had to learn again were, um, um, basically I had to, uh, learn web design in a whole different way because flash went away um it, it became obsolete nobody really uses flash anymore because of of our iphones you know the ios like doesn't support it anymore or any, i mean ever and so um it just became obsolete and so i had to um learn how to um design wordpress websites and at that time i didn't even really know what wordpress was um so i had to learn that from from the bottom and then um, I had to take on developers to help me develop the WordPress websites that I've designed and I had to learn how to speak their language in order to direct them so I had to um, you know like my services and offerings I had to learn how to um, how to uh, yeah, I just had to learn those new skills and it was, you know, it was really hard at first, but, um, you know, I got the hang of it and then I had to learn how to create packages from those and then learn the industry that I was serving. And that's, you know, like the coaching space, the transformational leadership space, um, and learn how to, uh, um, manage those clients and yeah, I mean, there's all these entrepreneurial skills I had to learn, obviously. Uh, but in terms of design, it was also kind of like learning from scratch because it's a whole new industry. I had to learn how people behave in this industry. And um, I had to learn all the different types of offerings that people offered in, the, in this industry in order to make my offerings more attractive. So um, yeah, it was, it was, there was a huge learning curve that I wasn't really prepared for. And, uh, um, what I can say, um, one of the things that I think makes me unique in the way I design, um, my clients' websites is, is that I, you know, you mentioned on, well, in your other intro that mm -hmm. I make my clients look like a million bucks is because I used to work on these, you know, million, million dollar, um, blockbuster movies. And, um, 
and my, the design skills that I've um, attained from that career, you know, making the, you know, working with those million dollar campaigns, I, I now use those skills to help my clients look like a million bucks. So all the designs I do, I do it like, you know, custom. Um, I help them with their photo shoots. I, you know, I make the, make them look like, you know, they're very valuable and, and it's because they are, you know, it's just, I want them, I want how their brands to reflect the value that they offer to their clients in their particular industry. So, um, and that to me is really fun because it's like storytelling, you know, in a visual way. Um, I try to uh, just bring that uniqueness and that special, you know, to me, it's a gift that I feel like I've been blessed to have um, to to give them a unique, yeah, a very unique experience. Can so, you walk yeah, me through the difference fun. of like, I, I call it the million dollar design versus what a normal web designer would do without that experience? Like, what is the difference? Well, um, I think there's really not, a, a, you know, a normal designer anymore nowadays there's a lot of like design unicorns like there's there's a lot of platforms right now that allow you to build and design at the same time and there's also a lot of templates now you know so i guess you would say if people were to design their own websites um and a lot of people do not because there's a lot of platforms that allow you know it's like it's 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 um there's a lot of like yeah software now that um um, entrepreneurs can use to build their own sites like Wix and Squarespace and all of that. So um, typically they just use a theme and just build from that theme. But what we do is we design everything from scratch. So um, I start off with Photoshop and I have my own methodology to how I create the structure of the website. Um, Cause we also integrate a lot of, you know, online marketing strategies to make sure each of the uh, the pages convert. Um, like we don't just make websites look beautiful, but um, they also have to make you money. And so that's mm-hmm. a you know one of the ways why we're unique is because we incorporate all of that, all, that, all of those strategies to um, to make sure your your website. Um, Um, works for your business you know it's not just a pretty online brochure and then in terms of like um the the visual branding and what i uniquely do you know i it's kind of like it's kind of like creating like a unique movie poster for like every website or you know uh, like the brandings uh my my branding process that i incorporate into my web design is very like that's what makes us unique is because it's, it's one of a kind, like we don't take any templates and then repurpose it. You know, we always try to um, go from the root and the essence of who the person is first and the value that they bring. And also uh, the, the mission of their business and translate that into visuals and whatever it takes to create that, um, you know, we have very versatile designers who can help translate all of that visually. So, you know, I'm like, I don't like working off of templates. It's for me, it's very limiting and you can't get as creative with it. Um, Yeah. And uh, our clients love it because they have 
a website that looks and feels like them and they don't feel like they look like everybody else. Hmm. So well, that's good. What are some of the marketing strategies that you implement into your sites for conversion? Yeah, sure. So um, for instance, the homepage, the homepage is usually like, uh, we call it like a, a way for people to window shop, you know, what you have um, to offer in your business. And so for the homepage, we usually have like the header with um, a call to action, um, whether to, you know, it's to book you for a session. Um, it's something people can uh, click on to access to work with you right away. And then um, right beneath that, I don't know if you can visualize, you know, you have a header and then we usually have like a, an opt-in form or some kind of modal pop-up um, where people can sign up for a freebie. Um, um, yeah. So you should be capturing emails on your homepage right away. Um, and then after that, um, we usually either do like uh, um, a pathway with three call to actions, whether it's like to work with you or to learn more about you or to read about a blog. So there's like different call to actions or sometimes we have a little blurb about who you are. It really depends on your business model. And so mm-hmm. um, we try to create the homepage so that people can window shop. Um, what you have to offer, but it has to reflect the business model as well. But And typically for coaches, um, it's good to kind of give a summary of everything that you do on the homepage right away. Kind of like, it, it kind of acts like a single um, length, uh, yeah, a, sing, a single website, but it's just your homepage. And, um, you know, we, we try to use, um, we don't uh, recommend using a lot of text because a lot of people skin nowadays and um also like buttons have to stand out so usually you know in the beginning i would be like designing uh the buttons to complement the colors of the site but now we really incorporate like accent colors so it stands out on the page so when people like look back and squint they can still see the buttons you know Mm -hmm. so and that's really important for any landing page you know if you have just a single landing page try not to be too matchy matchy with your colors um make sure your button stands out even though it kind of looks a little ugly but but we do have uh uh you know our own methodology to how um we come up with colors to make sure that it attracts your you know right it attracts the right audience and also could be a you know a reflection of your unique essence but it has to be a uh yeah a combination of both there has to be a balance. Um, anyways, going back to the homepage, um, we also incorporate um, fat footers so that when people scroll all the way down, you know, people can see um, the other options, the other pages on your site. And so it's just whenever we do anything like that, we keep in mind what the user experience is like and, um, you know, you have to make it clear for people what to click on and what they're clicking on. And you also have to sometimes limit what people should click on. And, um, and you know that from like creating landing pages, but it's Mm -hmm. still very much true for websites because, um, you know, it's, I believe that you should treat every single page of your site like a sales page. 
because you never know which, you know, which page of your site is going to convert a visitor. But I would say homepage is the most popular page. And the second most popular is the about page. Um, Because when you're a coach, people want to learn about you. And so we make sure the about page uh, is also very, um, you know, like we strategize every about page so that it converts the most too. So, so yeah, we, it's, it's fun to kind of put all these strategies in a website, um, again, because most people think website is just an online brochure, but it's not. It can be very powerful, too. And it should run your business for you online. <laughs> mm. That's awesome. Um, you know, you mentioned before about, like, actually before that question. Um, so how do you balance, like, creating new ideas or strategies for sites to convert um, and actually testing them. You know, because if I feel like with the template, the benefit of that is it's proven. So you can kind of have consistent numbers. If you don't use a template, like how do you know it's converting the way you want it to? Yeah. And again, it's, it's, it's hard to test. It's not like you can split test a website. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, I think, you know, Split testing is great for landing pages, and that's where the templates really do work. Um, but for websites in particular, I think, um, you know, it's, it is more difficult to test it, but, um, I think the more I've been able to, uh, to de- design, develop each website, you know, it's all about going back to your client and asking how it's converting and how, how, what, you know, how it's, um, helping them in their businesses. And so that's what I typically do. I like go back to them and see, you know, so did you have, um, like, how are your, how are your, um, visitors, uh, you know, are they having a hard time? And sometimes they, you know, we, we would like incorporate some kind of tracking, um, um, element to it. Um, I think one thing I want to incorporate more in the future is hot jar, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to see what people are clicking on. But, um, because I've worked with a lot of sales pages, I've worked, I've worked on a lot of sales pages and on a lot of landing pages. Mm-hmm. I incorporate all of those strategies into the web designs that, um, you know, like it's kind of like also already proven, you know? Um, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but it is a lot harder to test on websites um, and to know, but I just know after asking my clients, like how it's worked from their previous websites and, you know, they, they would give me some metrics and some are just like, yeah, it's, it's, you know, like people are not getting lost anymore. It's better on mobile, you know, and that's a huge thing. We make yeah. sure that it looks good on mobile. Um, it just has to, uh, um, you just have to make it easier for people to navigate on all of those on different devices. So yeah, it's, it's hard to say how to track it, but mm-hmm. there are ways we have tracked it. Um, and it's different for every single person too, because their offers are different. They have different, they're in different industries. They serve different demographics. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I think you can actually use uh, Google Analytics to probably track all this stuff for you, like button clicks. Oh yeah, definitely. User, user behavior. Yeah, I think that'd be good. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that that's something we need to incorporate in our services. Um, mm-hmm. And because we are considered, you know, a creative agency, you know, um, yeah, that's something that actually we, we, um, hire contractors to, to do that for us. But that's like, you know, that's a whole level of 
um, um, yeah, of, of service that we'll probably incorporate more in the future in-house, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, definitely the tracking. Cause you're so like analytical, you know, <laughs> I appreciate that and I'm creative. Yeah. So uh-huh. I'm like, you know, balance. it is a good balance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm asking one more like, uh, metric based question, I guess. So can you give an example of one time where like, I don't know, two percent conversion on the site for opt-ins and then after your work it was like a four percent or something do you have an example like that from a yeah actually i had a client her name is lucy mcmonagall and she was um she was an abundance coach mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's better with metrics than i am and she came to me her old web- website um um her you know her her opt-in, her newsletter was like all the way at the bottom and it was just really hidden. Um, and then she had all, all kinds of other call to actions that weren't leading to anywhere. And so we optimized her homepage, her whole website basically. And, um, she said, and then after she drove traffic to her site, she said, you know, it increased. Well, at that time it was like the first week, but I think it increased like between 20 to 18% just by, um, you know, optimizing, um, her content. Like we, you know, I had to like work with her to restructure her whole, her whole website. And so I don't know what it is now, but at Mm -hmm. that time, you know, it's, it definitely helped. And, and, and sometimes like when you do things on your own, you know, even though you are like metric minded, it's just, there is, um, there are benefits to having somebody who has an eye to, to, to make it look, I mean, not just beautiful, but just to like understand, um, how people behave with, uh, design and seeing good design. And so, and I'm not saying, you know, just because it looks prettier, it's going to convert better. It's just because you've laid out information that's clearer for people to follow. And so that's what we did with her site. And, um, and yeah, yeah. And you no, know, I've done other sales pages, um, for her, and um, that's actually become one of our um, our bread, or bu- bread and butters, yeah, sales pages. And so I just try to make every single page of um, my clients' websites to convert like sales pages. It's <laughs> awesome. And you know, before you're mentioning like having to learn new skills, you did this like in 2012, 2013. I'm assuming the information was a lot harder to find online. Yeah, you know, it's so different now. <laughs> how did yeah, how did you go about that? <laughs> well, that's why those online courses were so powerful and I was um also you know, looking in YouTube a lot and at that time I think the people who were so impactful in my life, like all those entrepreneurs, were the only ones doing it at the time. And so, um, you know, at that time it was it was so inspirational. Um, and I would just follow what they say, <laughs> you mm. know? Um, so even though there was, and at that time, at that time, I didn't know what I didn't know either. Like I didn't mm-hmm. know how big the space was. I just knew the people who were doing it, they looked su- successful to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just kind of like stayed with them, you know? And, uh, um, but now there's so many, I'm, yeah, so many other amazing um, uh, leaders and entrepreneurs who are paving the way and they have fresh ideas and they're so sharp. They're so like smart and, you know, so um, courageous, I think like mm-hmm. uh, there's, there's, 
yeah, like I'm really, I'm grateful. I was able to see, you know, the industry and the transformation of the industry because I got, I get to compare like how it was before and what it's like now. And though it might feel, you know, a little saturated, um, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's kind of really exciting to witness because like I see, you know, people like yourself, like building a podcast and, you know, or, or like building their YouTube channels and sharing all these valuable information and times are always changing. So you have to be on top of it. So I'm always learning. I'm always in, you know, um, looking for like the latest, um, you know, strategies just to stay on top of everything and try to make sure that everything that I, I incorporate in my business are like relevant strategies. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are strategies that still work today. Um, but in terms of like, you know, online marketing, there's, there's so many creative ways now that you can market to your audience. And uh, yeah, it's really, it's really exciting to witness. So with how long you've been in the industry, do you think that there's principles or strategies that people are kind of overlooking because it's older, but it's actually still crushing it? Does that make sense? Yeah. And it's still something I do today. You know, um, I'm, I really appreciate what Instagram can do, what YouTube can do, what Facebook can do. Um, but there's also, you know, like <laughs> the power of meeting people in person and having conversations mm. to me, that has, that's, I mean, I find my clients that way. Um, mm. uh, mainly that way because I, I love meeting them in person. And, uh, when they meet me, you know, I've, we, we develop a connection and, you know, when you meet somebody in person, like just that trust is built right away. So, um, there's, there's, you know, there's magic to that. There's magic to, to, yeah, to, to, um, to seeing somebody in person. Um, you know, but that's like, it depends on your, your offerings though. Cause for me, I, with branding and web design, it's, um, you know, done for you service. So I usually market a one-on-one with people. So I work, it's a service-based business. So mm-hmm. um, like if you have one too many offers, then you would, you know, market to the masses. So it's really yeah. different. You know, it yeah. really depends on your business, but for me, what's worked and I do um, the online marketing um, strategies that I implement now that market, you know, one to many people um, is for my coaching business. So um, because I, I can't, you know, I want to be able to, uh, to find clients like anywhere online. And so mm-hmm. I, I, um, yeah, so I market to them through, um, yeah, through like creating a summit, <laughs> um, um, through, you know, podcasts, like interviews or creating my own landing pages and creating my own content. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know I just like meeting coaches in person. I go to live events cause I also learn, at those live events, I mean, I'm a personal development junkie, so mm-hmm. I love going to those events anyway. So it's my passion and it's kind of, you know, um, it's uh, convenient that way because not only do I grow, I also grow my business. So, yeah. And, and once you meet people in a specific space and you are in touch with them, you're connected with them online, you know, a lot, a lot of my clients refer me to their friends who are in the same space. And so I don't necessarily have to meet them in person. 
Mm-hmm. But, you know, I've had a lot of clients come to me who are just referrals and I don't have to do much marketing to those people because I've become that it girl in my space. Yeah. So, um, and that's really served me and my business very well. Super cool. Last question, Donna. Yeah. Um, what would you tell your younger self? Oh, uh, a lot. Uh, <laughs> Um, just like about business or everything, life, (laughs) life. (laughs) Um, I I would say that, um, uh, don't doubt yourself. You know, I, I think I had a lot of doubts when I was young because, um, um, I, I didn't have a lot of examples. You know, I kind of had just had to follow my own path. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I would say just stay stubborn. <laughs> um, thank God I was stubborn. You know, that's the Taurus, <laughs> Taurus in me. Um, yeah. Um, and also that like, we are provided for. I think I've had to work through and overcome my scarcity mindset um, because uh, I was just uh, growing up. I don't know, you know, I mean, I do know why, but I, even as an adult, I've always had to overcome that feeling that I'm not stable, that I'm not provided for. But, um, and that's why my spirituality helped me overcome that so much. And it means a lot to me that I went through that process and journey. I'm still going through it. Like every day I'm always reminding myself I'm abundant, you know? Um, but I would tell myself that we'll be, we'll be okay. Like we are so provided for and the universe always provides and, you know, we are like, we're so resourceful, you know, we can always, um, I don't want to say survive, but we'll always thrive no matter what we're doing. Awesome, Donna. And where can people find you? Yeah. Um, my website is the essence muse, T H E E S S E N C E muse, M U S E. And, um, you can also find me on my summit um, website, designbizmasterysummit.com. And I'm also on Facebook. Just hit me up, Donna Agnes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm happy to support anyone who, who's going through this journey. And uh, um, I also want to say if I can leave like one, one last re- um, remark is, you know, to have fun along the way. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I feel like, that's something that is like my number one rule is, you know, don't take yourself seriously and have fun because we, you know, if we take ourselves so seriously, we, we won't enjoy the process. So, um, yeah, you have to, yeah, you have to enjoy it and, uh, yeah, just have fun, dance, dance it out (laughs) (laughs) Um, and meet cool people and yeah. Awesome. Thanks so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me.